0: watching dead the officially unofficial podcast for the walking dead on amc i'm jim and i'm aaron and tonight we're discussing season four episode 15 entitled us uh this felt to me uh after the second watch the first watch i didn't really want to give it a rating of any kind because i wasn't sure i was so busy on twitter wasn't sure if i missed things second time through i liked it maybe slightly more but it was still very meh to me it was just very middle of the road things happened because they needed to happen and there were a lot of bad decisions on multiple people's parts and it, it just didn't feel that interesting to me even with the reuniting of Maggie and Glenn
1: I can't hear the word us without wanting to add a motherfucker to it and did bro hug somebody based on <laughs> my experience watching the wire okay i don't get that reference it's been too long since i've seen <laughs> the wire but uh well you need to watch it again apparently uh, take that as a lesson um yeah no i mean i i thought I laughed a lot on this episode. I thought it was very funny. I don't know if that's what they were going for. I think they were. I think Eugene is comedy relief uh, to a large degree. Which is an interesting choice for a show like this. Sure. Like he's become like the weird quirky guy and like a CSI. Well,
0: he's become uh, what's the tall dude from Big Bang Theory. Oh, Sheldon? Sheldon. Yeah, he's become Sheldon, right? Basically, yeah. Except we don't believe that this guy is actually smart in any way. I, well, Sheldon, I believe, is smart. I don't know. He's got the science of batteries down. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, his his
1: survival videos on YouTube <laughs> got him uh, a lot of street cred there. You get a half volt at .03 milliamps by licking a toad and sticking a copper penny up his ass. Yeah, I don't believe that he has ever put into practice anything that he is saying about survival. I think he's watched MacGyver and maybe a couple mm-hmm. episodes of Mythbusters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he – I mean – It's pretty obvious what kind of dude this is. I mean, he's talking about playing video games. I'm sure he was playing them in his mother's basement. Gotta be. (laughs) Uh, He's watching YouTube videos about survivalism. That's
1: a hateful stereotype, Jim. (laughs) I'm sure he was perfectly capable of having his own basement (laughs) to dwell in, okay?
0: I'm just saying, when you combine the YouTube survivalism with discussing video games and just a a complete— A complete lack of any social uh, adeptness at all. Right. It all adds
1: up to me as just this guy who is a big loser. Just a huge loser. You know, the surprising thing about that I thought, because I've been a big fan of Glenn, I've been a big fan of Maggie, Mm -hmm. I was surprised at how little weight their reunion had for me.
0: It's because it was so abrupt, I
1: think. Well, not only that, but I just was like fucking cringing and rolling my eyes at everything that glenn did what do you mean like kiss her (laughs) no 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 i mean leading up to this oh oh yeah 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 you know it's like they both had this uh you know must get to my missing half at all cost thing going all season and the fact that it did stretch out over a literal whole season Mm -hmm. um that when they finally did it wasn't i don't know it just there's lots of buildup to it, but the emotional payoff for me, and then I thought, well, we sh- we should probably talk about the podcast. Okay. We're in, yeah, we we're can get in into the recap. peril of doing another instant cast. All right. Let's get into the recap. Uh, we start- No, no, no. No. We have a winner for a Wings contest. Oh, I wanna okay. I want to announce that up front. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, Richard from ScreenMonsters.com was generous enough to provide us a uh, screen-printed replica of Daryl's famous... Like a, 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 a stalker, wings. We'll say that. Um, what's the costume designer of The Walking Dead? Ew. I don't know how to say her her name, name. Is like Boolean. Boolean. It's it's a name I have never heard before. Yeah.
0: Boolean. Something like that.
1: Boolean logic. Um, I can look it up while you're. She may or may not have gone by his booth at Walker Stalker Con and said they were almost as good as her originals. Nice. That's uh, really cool. Uh and I, and I I can say that without legal sanction. I don't know if Richard can. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he was nice enough to donate a pair of those and a pair of baby size for your little ass kicker. We had a, a winner for that contest. His name is Mark Drexler. He has been emailed. So Mark Drexler, come on down. You won the big showcase showdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a huge response. That was a very fun contest. Apparently a lot of people... Uh, we're, we're wanting to get in on it and I believe we'll probably be doing some work with Richard in the future. Well, I mean, there are probably a lot of people out there with blank leather vests that could really use some sort of, Hey man, like you get these wings and you take a trip to Goodwill. Your yeah. Halloween costume's done. Totally. It's fucking done. Get uh, a
0: nasty, greasy old wig, <laughs> <laughs> get a leather vest and you're good.
1: Find a 18 year old to hang out with you for the night. <laughs> Yulin uh, Womble is her name. Yulin Womble. There you go. Yeah. Boolean Wom, well, Boolean Wombat. Uh. <laughs> All right. Can we get into the recap now? Uh, sure. Just uh, if you if you're interested in more of Richard's work, go to ScreenMonsters.com. Maybe maybe bug him to get those wings in his shopping cart because I don't think mm. they're limited editions. And he, judging yeah. by our response, he could make a pretty penny on them. Tens points. of dollars. He can make tens. <laughs> The the prettiest penny you've ever seen off of this thing. All
0: right, so we start out the episode with um, Eugene and Tara walking down the tracks talking about the virus that may or may not have killed the dinosaurs and homemade batteries and being gamers and just all sorts of really ridiculous shit to start this episode off with, which, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I'm not going to dock him points for trying to be funny. He's surprisingly That's one thing the
1: show doesn't have a ton of is humor. For a scientist, he's surprisingly not up on the latest uh, extinction theories for the dinosaur. Yeah, not because at all. like it's people are 99.9% sure it's the chupacabra crater <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> chupacabra crater. The Chewbacca crater uh, off the Yucatan Peninsula of of Mexico of, of Me- the Mexican province. What its country? I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Apparently not. But a big fucking rock. Definitely not a geologist. Billy Bob Thornton should have been there seventy million years ago. We might still have dinosaurs. Billy Bob Thornton and <laughs> Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck. Yep. yep. And Steve Buscemi and Aerosmith. <laughs> that Aerosmith,
0: the whole fucking thing falls apart <laughs> for sure. Uh, so not much to go on in that scene. Uh, it was funny though. What kind uh, of gamer? What kind what 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 kind of gamer do you think Terra was? Oh man. I would say she was an FPS gamer. Really? i would going to go
1: with uh, Casual Mobile. Like, she looks like she, she'd probably <laughs> okay. tear the shit out of Candy Crush Saga. Well,
0: I was thinking because she tried Farm to act build. all tough with the weapons and the guns and then oh. didn't actually know how to use them or what they were or anything.
1: Hmm. I wonder if there's a crossover between people who are actually tough with guns and people that like video games. I hear in the Armed Forces video games, like, all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of downtime mm-hmm. and a lot of young males, and they like playing video games. So sure. I guess in, in future generations, probably that's going to be a high crossover.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Uh, so then Abraham figures out that Tara is uh, hot for Rosita, I guess. I guess you would describe it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's looking down her shirt anyway, and Abraham notices um mourning
1: her th- girlfriend doesn't mean she can't shop on and see what's on the menu jim sure uh,
0: hey i'm not judging i'm not judging at <laughs> Me all either uh so th- that's like the scene where they're talking about the tree while everybody else is sleeping um and there's a lot of stuff in here that's kind of very subtle i think about abraham himself during this episode uh because tara asks him like she says something about the mission being your life like i get all that uh and then like what happens when the mission is over And Abraham doesn't respond to that. He just kind of, you know, you see kind of a look in his eye. Uh, And I think that comes into play a little bit later on. Like, actually, that that could very well be the reason why he's following Eugene in the first place. Because, like, obviously, no one has questioned Eugene about how are you going to save the world? What information do you have? You're probably going to die along the way. Why don't you tell us the information so we all have
1: it? Yeah, you're a much better chance of saving the world. Right, you're such a dumbass. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that you say that.
0: So, so the mission being his life, he might just want to go fight, like he says, "I like to fight." Maybe he just wants to
1: go fight and be on a mission. Do you think that deep down, do you think Abraham's a true believer, or do you think that this is just a cause that he has chosen to fall in uh, fall in with?
0: I feel like it's the latter. I think he's just there because he wants something important to do, some mission to go on.
1: But And this has to all happen at a subconscious level, because I don't yeah. think he's the type of guy that would just be like, you know, fuck it, I'll follow this fat schlob around and kill <laughs> yeah. and, and kill folk to get in our way. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, once Eugene made that first battery, Abraham <laughs> was hooked. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's obviously a scientist. <laughs> um so I don't know some maybe like him. Mis- some-
1: he pulled some like wizard of Oz type shit with uh you know fireworks and pyrotechnics and and Abraham thinks he's he's like a uh a a Amazon tribe that's never seen technology just completely bamboozled by a flashlight. Okay, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Eugene's got him under his spell.
0: Mm. He has
1: everyone under his spell Mr. this episode. Spell.
0: Which we're going to call bullshit on later, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. Uh, so, Glenn's group finds a terminus sign that has been modified by Maggie, and Glenn just immediately goes full Forrest Gump and takes he off does. sprinting, sprinting down the tracks with 50 pounds of gear on his back he in does. full riot gear. He does.
1: What does he think he's doing? That sign said Maggie. <laughs> what does he think he's doing here, Every time here, they man, find he's a new new minivan, he names it Maggie, Maggie 1, Maggie 2, Maggie 3. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is, I don't know, man, that I don't, I find. Why is the show, why did the show do that? Like, and, and I'm not a, not, I'm not an unromantic person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm really motivated by like tales of like revenge and tales of, uh, uh, people going to the utmost for their loved ones. Yeah. But I found the behavior of him to be inexplicable, mm-hmm. bordering on suicidal like i questioned Throughout whether the entire he did want to see maggie you know yeah because the man sure as shit didn't act like it at times
0: yeah i i understand i guess why the show did this because they wanted us to feel like he felt the urgency and how else do you do that i mean i i think there are other ways to do it well than having him just
1: sprint when he sees the first sign yeah um Like, you know, having him be belligerent about them stopping, Mm -hmm. that's an appropriate, you know. But just him taking off in full riot gear, leaving everyone behind at a sprint. Like, does he think he can really fucking sprint to Terminus? I don't know. It doesn't look like it's that close.
0: And it's obviously at least a day or more away, walking. If Glenn was a
1: fucking Kenyan, he couldn't (laughs) split the Terminus. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just can't do it, man. Yeah. Uh, I know. So I, 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 don't understand. He's certainly not thinking rationally at any point in this episode. No, and that doesn't strike me as the the Glenn that we've come to know. And Think love. of
0: season one, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn is the guy who got Rick out of the sticky situation in Atlanta using his intelligence and his ability to figure out the situation yeah, on he the had, fly. Like,
1: tactical awareness and strategic awareness. Yeah. Now and... he's
0: just. Some lovesick He's a little idiot. Maggie. He's a
1: Maggie. Son. He's Forrest Gump. He, and yeah, he really Jenny. is. It's,
0: it's shocking the, the step back that his character has taken in terms of just awareness. Uh, so then Walker wakes up Joe and his gang, and Daryl's kind of gone. On the plus side, his he, own stuff. he
1: reinvented the Have a Nice Day t-shirt. Yeah. Mankind had lost that Glenn technology, did. and Glenn All right, yeah, yeah run. Sure, he gets mud all over himself. Yeah, yeah. So he, he grabs Except this time, it's it's yeah.
0: have a nice day riot gear. <laughs> <laughs> the printing on the T-shirt didn't occur to him. Uh, this face scrape in this
1: scene is epic, historic. Really great. It's fantastic, <laughs> right? Because when Greg Nicotero directs a fucking episode, the zombie details are choice. Yeah. And between this and the skeletal zombie with light shining through it, mm. don't know how it's biologically possible. It was cool. Sure. There's a lot of good zombie porn in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not much to go on there.
0: They think Daryl has gone off, but his stuff's still there. So, They debate the merits of Daryl's sack. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, then Michonne and Carl have this bet while they're walking down the tracks who can balance on the, the rails the longest.
1: Carl wins a candy bar. Yeah, you never, you never bet a Grimes when there's candy on the line. <laughs> never. No. Okay. Michonne. Should I mean, look know. at the the look on Rick's face when he sees that candy bar. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, ah. He's like, no, don't stop. I went. I want in. So <laughs> everyone start over. <laughs> yeah. I can outlast both you fuckers. Um,
0: I I really like this scene a lot. Actually, I think there have been a, a lot of nice little moments between Carl and Michonne building up to this, but this time Rick really sees it. I think. Yeah. He sees a connection that's developing between them.
1: I like it too. I'm just, I, someone, I sometimes, not sometimes, I all the time wonder what the hell they're doing long term on this show because hmm. these scenes point to almost a regression for Carl uh, in his ability to be, you know, the kind of guy that's going to survive the zombie apocalypse.
0: Yeah, if, I guess if you want to see a badass Carl. He's I not as mean, whether you anymore. want to
1: or not, I mean that's that's the way you survive in this world. You don't you don't do it by reverting back to being childish. So that's it's true. like it's good, and they have get really good chemistry. Um, but what it, it's always undermined for me, just like okay, what are they doing here? Because we just did some really hmm. dramatic heavy lifting, uh, you know, back six episodes ago with Chandler Riggs, and it it seems like that they want you know, Michonne showed up, and it's just like we're just gonna. You know, we're, we're going to dial back his moodiness and bitchiness and the fact that he's just lost his sister and he's kind of lost faith in his dad and their relationship has taken a hit. We're just going to dial that way back. And I don't know that that's smart from a long-term uh, narrative take, but I don't know where Gimple's going with this.
0: Yeah. I, is there is there no way to combine a character with some optimism like Beth has with a character who's just plain badass like Daryl? I mean, could we see a Carl who, you know, is happy when it's appropriate the thing and joking is, and fun, thing is, but also a badass
1: when he needs to be? The thing is, if Beth had been, like, some of her optimistic and, like, giving Daryl lectures about not giving up and that, if, if we have seen that, like, um, four or five episodes after her fucking suicide attempt, mm, yeah. it would also <laughs> feel like, what the it fuck feel are they doing with this character? And I feel like, yeah. you know, Beth has by putting her on the back burner and giving her a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, they've they've kind of brought her back on this arc. Yeah. Whereas Carl, they've brought up and down and up and down, and mm-hmm. now they're bringing him back up. And I just like, okay, what am I? Is he a man? Is he a man, full grown, as they'd say in Game of Thrones? Or is he, you know, are we supposed to cherish his innocence as a child and encourage that and try to, you know, are we back to putting him back in the farmer hat?
0: Well, I mean, he's the only child between 2 and 18 at this point, right? Because <laughs> mm. Lizzie and Mika are both gone. Uh, Judith and Beth are the only children left, and I wouldn't even call Beth a child anymore.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I find that kind of puzzling.
0: Okay. Um, so Daryl's hunting, and Bowman, I don't know his actual name, tries to steal his kill. And Daryl, and then he's making fun of Daryl, and he's talking about
1: Beth and, and like... Uh, and and Bowman is a fucking ninja,
0: Oh, sneaking up behind him he on gets, a pad of
1: leaves? He gets six feet behind uh, Daryl, uh-huh. draws and shoots without him even being aware. Joe does the same thing. This whole group they, is just a group of ninjas. They really are. Like, not like the ninjas, like like, like the comic book ninja magic version ninjas.
0: Like they can just They're appear? They're mystical. Where, okay. Yeah, like they, right. they, they,
1: they, pu- they disappear in a little mini tornado uh-huh. of wood leaves and then just blow away. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah,
0: no, I, I noticed that, too. I mean, the, the entire ground is covered in dried
1: right. autumn leaves. Yeah. And not a sound is made. Again, there's a way you could stage that shot to have it be believable and kind of badass. That wasn't it. That's kind of what I would <laughs> describe the lazy way of doing it, which it seems yeah. like when it comes time to do character entrances and blocking, you know, why take two or three scenes and you can just shove everybody in one fucking shot and be done with it?
0: Yeah. Uh, the same thing happens with Joe. Uh, he intervenes when Daryl's about to take out Bowman, and he teaches Daryl how to claim, and then he cuts the rabbit in half and gives each of them a half.
1: Thus his name, Joe Solomon.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, and he says ass end is still an end. I would say the ass end maybe I'm the just an end. ass man, but
1: I would say the ass end is the preferable end, right? I would think on almost any creature you could name, uh-huh. That especially a fucking rabbit, the hindquarters are going to be by far the best piece of it.
0: There'll be more meat on them and for I'm, sure. I'm,
1: I'm with you. I've I've eaten rabbit before, but I've not ever cleaned one. But I'm just saying, you know, it'd be like if you had a kangaroo carcass, would you mm-hmm. want his bottom half or his top half? I would just assume, not knowing anything about it except for what you they want the look, and, and you'd want the, the the powerful jumping muscles. You, you know? would think so, yeah. It's like frog. Same fucking thing. You want his fucking head and four legs? No, <laughs> no. you want them back legs. Yeah. It's like feet. I want – or pigs. I want the feet, man. I want the pig feet. I right. Throw feet. away the bacon, the back <laughs> bacon, the tenderloin, the pork loin, all that shit. <laughs> just go for the feet. Yeah, Daryl's just going to eat the rabbit feet. That's all. And the pig face. <laughs> sure. Yeah, a pickled pi- you know, a pig's face also. Oh. Hard to pass up.
0: So Abraham then
1: demands oh, that, that his group takes a break.
0: Uh, But in exchange for a few more hours of travel, Glenn surrenders his riot
1: gear to Eugene in a colossally dumb move. Uh, Oh, I had one more question about the last scene. Yeah. Um, But when when Joe said there – when Daryl says there ain't no rules and Joe's like there are rules and you know it. That's why I didn't kill you for that crossbow. Hmm. What rule is he invoking there? Uh, The rule of not getting shot in the face with a crossbow bolt? I don't know. But, I mean, it was the rule, like, you look like a badass, so we're going to invite you here. It's like, what? That's just a weird way to cite it. Yeah, I I don't know what he's talking about I think that's the exception to the rule, which and this seems like if we can take something from you, we will.
0: Yeah. I mean, what stopped him from claiming Daryl's crossbow? Just saying claimed. Sorry, that's how it goes. I get- Daryl hasn't claimed it, officially, has he? Oh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Uh,
0: anyway, so Glenn trades off his right. Wait gear. till they I get to that. The, was find, the,
1: the finders keepers rule and those those bizarre <laughs> rule interactions. You you need a fucking yeah, uh, and, douchebag vigilante lawyer. Oh man,
0: group. what if they get to, to a situation where they find a car? Daryl calls shotgun. Somebody calls claimed. Mm. Wh- supersedes which one supersedes it? Right. I don't know. In this group, I'd probably say claimed. Mm. Claim Trumps all. I guess so. Um, I really like the joke that Abraham makes in this scene, uh, where he says something about nobody having a, more than a couple hours rest since he went all Casey Jones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, and there's a really cool zombie death here that I want to give zombie kill of the week and just call it a suicide because the Walker just takes off after Tara and falls off this platform and just explodes. Mm-hmm in zombie gore and it was
1: pretty awesome
0: self-kill yeah is that allowed uh, zombie it's kill your, of the week
1: it's your skit man it doesn't it doesn't trip my bullshit t- sensor all right then we're going with that that's zombie kill of the week this also sets up an uncomfortable situation where the mini a uh, plot point hinges on the fact that tara is basically <laughs> made of glass her her legs are the most fragile thing on the planet. I feel like one of them's got to be four inches longer than the other, the way <laughs> she just can't negotiate any kind of terrain. Not at all. Like, she sees this zombie coming towards her. Well, she gets shoved out of the way. But that's what I'm but saying. She Abraham still has... Abraham can do the trajectories in his head, yeah. take steps towards her, and shove her out of the way before she even has time to do anything but twist her goddamn ankle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. And she's had twisted ankles And she's before. rolling
1: around the ground like Peter Griffin is basically like... <laughs> Ah, (laughs) the whole time it's just it's funny man it's really funny it was it definitely was uh and that's
0: not the worst of her leg woes in this (laughs) episode either uh so then joe tries to convince daryl to stay with the group while he kind of explains how the rules work and they're walking down the tracks um this is not where he finds the strawberry or the tomato or whatever it is right no 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 that's much later yeah um Yeah, so he explains, you know, the three rules, which are basically
1: uh, claiming things, don't lie, don't steal. You know what's interesting? When he said, if you steal, you keel. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought that was just him being folksy. Kind of like he, you know, the whole, I give a left monkey's nut and I'll be donkey licked. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. uh, You know, uh, but I looked... And I don't know the the when I was watching it the second and third time I always have closed caption on, and the closed caption said keel K E E L. What the f- is the, the 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 closed caption just it phonetically? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know how to spell the word
0: honestly. What's the right way to spell keel like? As and die keel over
1: oh you key, if you if you steal you keel like you keel over yeah, like they'll kill you yeah see I thought they meant if you steal something from someone you have to kill them uh, if you steal you kill that's what I took like like <laughs> oh okay no 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 I didn't what I mean is I like if, if they come across someone and they're taking something from them you you kill them oh that if you no. don't if you're not willing to you know so basically it's kind of gotcha. like don't leave anybody's the report back or but then uh, when it said keel, okay. I don't know, because if unless it's unless it's part of a phrase keel over, it doesn't seem yeah. to... I
0: think that's what he meant, honestly. It's got to be, right? I don't know. You steal your keel. You steal your keel. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't help you on that one. Sorry. So, Glenn and company arrive at the entrance to a tunnel uh, on the train tracks. Glenn decides he's going to go through it, regardless of it being just a long dark tunnel of reanimated corpses as it's, abraham it's a says dark
1: tunnel that's snarling
0: yeah literally the tunnel is snarling it's it's the craziest dumbest
1: thing you could do to go into this like if you were playing D and and your dm describes this tunnel uh uh-huh. you're basically asking for a total party kill if you go in there because he's gonna be like okay well fuck you then yeah the ceiling
0: I, caves in on you and Walker's and, attack.
1: Yeah, he's like, well, we can't go over it, which I'm like, uh, okay, because of the, the rugged mountainous Georgian terrain, uh, you can't uh, make there, that happen. There was a
0: fucking mountain above this thing. Like, okay. It goes all
1: the way to the top of the shot, so maybe you can't go over, but can you go around? You obviously can in quicker time than you can get <laughs> through it. Yes, you can. And I just – I don't know, man. Did, uh, and also – so I remember Daryl have – or not Daryl, sorry. Glenn having a lantern that he used to get through the prison. Um, he dropped that. Right. Yeah. He was going to go without a light source. Oh, yeah. If Abraham didn't, didn't give, him give him that fucking mag light, he would have just been going creep along in the dark. Yeah,
0: and it gets worse too because when he gets in the tunnel and he's trying to distract the zombies so they can get around – he leaves the light as a distraction. It's What insane. is he going to do when he gets over the rubble? You don't And you still have no light.
1: You don't go into any kind I mean as a rule of thumb you, if you go into like a cave or I guess a post-apocalyptic tunnel, uh-huh. you're supposed to have three inter, in independent sources of light. Yeah. that all work on different mechanisms because shit goes wrong and you can get lost and get yourself injured and hurt. When you're bumbling around in the dark and not being able to see. That yeah. goes double when the tunnel's full of reanimated corpses. This is just an indefensible move by Glenn. It's it, –
0: everything about this tunnel scene is as dumb as it gets for Glenn. And the fact that Tara goes in there with him tells me that well, she's damn near suicidal. But we know why she does it, right? Why? Because she is – she feels very, very bad about her part in Herschel's death.
1: That's what I'm saying. So she's she's suicidal at this point. Does she expect to get she out She may of this very tunnel? well be.
0: I don't know. She, I don't think
1: she could reasonably expect that, given I mean, the circumstances. I'm, I'm betting she's like, well, wish you hadn't given away that riot armor, Glenn, right uh-huh. about now. Because we're not even getting a full day's march out of these assholes. Yeah. Yeah. That was... All of it. All of it is bad. It's all bad, ba- yes, Glenn. it's all bad. bad. It's
0: bad shit. <laughs> um, There's also a scene where we... Where Glenn tells Abraham that he's sorry for punching him in the face, and he's like, oh, don't be. I like to fight. Uh, that, that I think, is a key component of Abraham, just to his core. Like, who he is. He likes the mission. He likes to fight. He's a warrior. Yeah, he really is. And that may aid them later on. I don't know. Or it may
1: uh, be a hindrance to their goals. I we'll see. Mildly interested in your take there, Jim. Um, what okay. do you think about the line about, and Tara, I just want you to know that you are seriously hot. And he's like, well, I like girls, and he's like, <laughs> I was well aware of that. Uh, yeah,
0: double birds to him. He is not aware
1: of that. <laughs> he, in no
0: world is he aware no, of that. see,
1: I took it as he kind of got that, and he just found that even hotter. Like, he's that kind of dude.
0: Oh, he's, that's even worse. He's like,
1: oh I, oh, I know you're a lesbian.
0: Oh, I didn't think Eugene could get any creepier.
1: <laughs> no, no, he just
0: did it. <laughs> oh, God.
1: He just did it. All right. The only way you get Creeper from this point is if he went back in time, got an ice cream truck, and trolled neighborhoods for yeah. kids. <laughs> sure. I think that's the only way he could go down from here.
0: But then his hairdo might be uh, era appropriate, mm. and that would make him less creepy. Mm-mm.
1: No, you think the nothing has creepier, never been? eating nothing creeper than a guy that looks like Eugene driving an ice cream truck. <laughs> that's true. As but... a guy who used to live in a neighborhood <laughs> that had an ice cream man that looked a little bit like Eugene, I'm telling mm. you. Ain't nothing creepier. He has
0: no facial hair, though. What if he grew out a mustache?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the stereotypically pedo mustache? Is that yeah, what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. That, too, <laughs> would increase his creepiest level. Perfect. Creepiness level.
0: Uh, so then Tara and Glenn are making their way through the tunnel, and Tara <laughs> apologizes for being part of the prison raid.
1: They're having a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking. They're ringing. They're walking the, into the mouth of hell. And they're ringing a dinner bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's silly.
0: It really it is. It really is, yeah. Uh, I think in this scene we find out that Lily, her sister... Is dead. ...was eaten by walkers immediately yep. after killing Just the governor. pounced on him, <laughs> Totally surrounded. We don't see any of that nope. on screen. but. Uh-huh. She fires I, off that gun. I and then, question
1: how she saw any of that because she was yeah. inside the prison when Lily died and when the governor died, for that matter. Hiding behind a tank. Hide, and, and then later locked herself in a cage. Yeah. So unless she's, uh, you know, giving color commentary for Glenn and they walked past and she surmised all this stuff. But no, I, I, yeah, I was kind of curious about all this character development and stuff happening as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I, I guess that was her fate, whatever.
0: Uh, Joe's group finds an auto shop, and they post up, and everyone claims the good
1: spots, so Daryl sleeps on the concrete floor. Not a problem. Daryl can sleep anywhere. Plus, I just felt like this was a reenactment of the seat taken scene from Forrest Gump. In fact, <laughs> this whole episode might very well be an homage. It could be. Because every time Daryl you know, puts his lonely eyes on a, a, a car, people are like, claimed. Sleep taken. (laughs) And he's just, you know, Vince just crawls and curls up on the floor. And I'm like, this is a total Forrest Gump moment. Uh,
0: Then Glenn and Tara reach a section of Caved In Tunnel, and they find a mountain of walkers behind the rubble. Glenn decides they're going to push through anyway, regardless of what Abraham had just told him at the entrance, that if you run into anything troublesome, come back our way. We'll be looking for a car. Double back. Yeah, get in the car with us. It's and Glenn decides that is it is faster to go through
1: a horde of walkers
0: and less dangerous.
1: And and it's not like there's places there's room to run. You're in a fucking tunnel. Yep, it's it's insane. I it's indefensible. When when they showed that and they just showed the sheer amount of walkers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the fact that he still decides the best way to get to Maggie is through this is psychotic yeah
0: and that's why i'm giving idiot survivor of the week this week to glenn he's clearly the dumbest person in this group right now
1: i mean he's been involved in some horseshit uh the well things the well oh God, using him well. as bait yeah but at least he was the whole time protesting he was just too big of a <laughs> uh uh-huh. of a wimp to to put a stop to it yeah. And none of the adults on the farm were around there to be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it just
1: kind of happened. But uh-huh. Jesus, I just can't, I, I can't defend it.
0: There's no defense for this. I mean, the idea that he is so obsessed with seeing Maggie has to put himself in harm's way.
1: If anyone is is just would say, dumb. I could see myself doing that, that's fine. That's very romantic. But you would not have survived two years of the zombie apocalypse yeah. with that kind of head on your shoulders. You just wouldn't. That's true. I mean,
0: he hasn't had, I guess, that head on his shoulders very long, right? Just since Maggie's been gone. So, a few days, maybe. I guess. So, he's been lucky not to die already. He gets super right. lucky in this episode. That's
1: why I'm saying, like, your life is precious. You, yeah, you want to get to your girlfriend, okay? But, just because you saw some you think what you think is wet blood back there on her message doesn't mean that she conclusively I mean she could have seen all this and been like, "Fuck this shit, I'm going around, yeah, and then you know you're risking your life unnecessarily, yeah, yeah, he says that Maggie made it through the tunnel. I can make it through. How does he know How, that? Yes, yes, <laughs> A very, How did you know that very valid question,
0: and I mean, it's very obvious that he's looking at these walkers buried in this rubble, which. Was fucking awesome, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, that set piece is just incredible. Uh, The walkers just
1: uh, reaching out from this wall to try and eat you is a horrifying sight. And again, the zombie that was like more space than body. Yeah. You could see the light shining right through it. Mm -hmm. Very cool touches. But it felt like they just had in mind this zombie set piece. And then come hell or high water or no matter how bad it makes our characters look, we're fucking filming this shit. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool if they, if
0: then they had turned back, yeah. realized, okay, this is too crazy.
1: Right. We didn't realize how bad this would be. Or if Tara had been, you know, maybe she could like start earning her keep by being the voice of reason. <laughs> like Lynn, I know uh-huh. you want to get back to Maggie, but this is not the way. Yeah. If you get bit, you will not get back to Ma- Maggie. Yeah. If
0: Rick had been there, none of this shit would have happened, right? He wouldn't have let them go in there.
1: I just, I just feel like that they missed a very uh, they missed a, if Tara really felt like she owed Glenn, she should have put more than just a half ass. I can't even believe you are thinking of doing this. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Like you saved me. Like she could have pulled that guilt trip. You you fucking saved me and went to all that trouble and now you are going to kill us both. Yeah. Now let me save you. Because yes. you're about to make a huge mistake. Yes. I want you to get back to Maggie as much as, as <laughs> I feel like an obligation by him telling you as an objective third party you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah. That would have been a really cool character moment for her. Sure. They still could have had the fucking zombie set piece. Because the resolution of it was basically Terra's made of porcelain and <laughs> Deus Ex Maggie comes flying yeah. in. That was the real problem the I had with it. Is that she just came out of
0: nowhere. I mean, I understand, like, the timeline can line up. I get it. Uh, And and the way it was filmed, it looked like... So the way this whole thing is set up, it looks like Maggie and company went into this tunnel. Yep. There were too many walkers in front of them. They brought the ceiling down to block the walkers and then went backtracked, went out the tunnel and around.
1: No, I thought they... No,
0: because they show up from, like, a side angle, like... Down, further down the tracks, right? They show up on the other side of the tunnel. But how could they get through a giant horde of walkers in that tunnel?
1: I don't think they did. I think that they the walkers were all around them. They brought the tunnel down, and then the confusion ran. And got past all those walkers? I think Because like
0: you said in the instant cast, they're on the wrong side if Maggie and company made it through. Oh, and That, to okay. me, says All right. they brought I mean, down the ceiling, it blocked the path of the walkers, and they had to go back around.
1: Okay, well, okay, so...
0: So that would give Glenn and his group time to actually catch up, right. which I think the timelines then line up a little bit
1: better. Right. Uh, so that's kind of confusing that they just went in their guns blazing, because they very easily could have killed Glenn and Tara from ricochets alone.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and with Eugene... With a gun in his hand. Oh,
1: was he shooting too?
0: I think he was, yeah. Oh,
1: for Christ's sake. Maybe Who's he's not, getting, but I, I, I thought it, he was. Abraham gives him a gun at this
0: point. <laughs> After the truck incident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, how many times are you going to take your life in your own hands, man? <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. Uh, so then Abraham and company find a van that works along the road, and
1: they decide they're going to take it. I got to say, I love the, physica- the The stunt women and men on this show are to be commended because they fucking commit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Abraham grabs a real living <laughs> woman by her, like, thigh and tit and flings uh, her out of this goddamn minivan, mm-hmm. and she just is total ragdolls. dolls. Yeah. And I'm sure they had, like, some kind of cement textured padding or whatever, but it was still just, like, unbelievable.
0: Yeah. No, they, I really love the stunt work in this. And we talked about the walker who landed on his head a couple episodes and, ago. And the
1: waterfall of walkers that came out in that one, uh, like, 12 yeah. Miles Out episode. Uh-huh. It's just they really do commit to being a brainless zombie and and, and put their bodies on the line for it. It's, it's remarkable. For sure. Um, there's a whole lot of...
0: Other stupid stuff here with Eugene that I can't really remember.
1: And did you find it vaguely sexist and racist? The second time through, no, I didn't. Like, if he said that to Abraham, I wouldn't have thought so. But Uh when he's saying that to... Talking about the son of the South. When he's saying it to an ethnic woman, and Uh he's like, I would hate to see you be the chosen navigator over a son of the South who's been through travails both real (laughs) and virtual. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't think he's necessarily... Well, I know he's a misogynist. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Whether it's an act or not, it's open question, uh, but his view on women is pretty Neanderthal. Uh but again as is you know, he's he's speaking to a a, a Latina as well.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean maybe that's what they were going for. I just didn't get it the second time through. I don't know.
1: Or Maybe he's just in, he maybe just plain ignorant. I don't know, but I I, I got that that kind of like whew, I thought Rosal uh, Ros Ros Rosita or Rosalita. It's Rosita. Ros. I thought Rosita was really going to go off, and she just kind of basically <laughs> rolled her eyes at him.
0: Well, I thought it's because his son of the south stuff felt to me more like I'm used to the countryside. Like
1: I'm I'm just from this area. He's from Central Texas. Is he? They How do you said, know that? I, didn't they say that we I maybe they successfully did. navigated us from Houston to here?
0: Sure, they said that, yeah.
1: So they. I'm guessing that he started in Texas.
0: He may have, yeah.
1: I mean, that's hey. a long way
0: to go, so he probably And I'm did. saying,
1: like, the country in Texas is nothing like the country in Georgia.
0: No, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I didn't realize he was from Texas. So maybe you're right. Maybe so, he is uh, a little racist. That's not cool, Eugene. Uh, anyway. it's another reason for me to hate him. <laughs>
1: Again, vague. there's no hard evidence here. I'm just saying. Sure. It's, it's, I got a whiff. All right. A whiff of. Uh, Either
0: way, he could use a cinder block on the head. That's yes. all I'm saying. Maybe that's
1: his problem. He took a one. He did of take it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then Glenn he leaves. Was, he was Stephen fucking Hawking until the cinder block incident. <laughs> he was a
0: scientist. <laughs> uh, so Glenn leaves the only light source they have in the tunnel as a decoy while he and Terry try to sneak by the walkers. Unfortunately. Tara's glass legs get caught in the rubble, and the walkers close in. Uh, yeah, once again, Glenn, idiot survivor of the week. I don't know. I mean, I I can't really blame Tara in this scene because her leg was already hurt. So climbing across a stack of uh, a pile of loosely stacked rocks is not the best thing to do when you can't when you could barely walk in the first place.
1: Right. So but I don't again, give her too much guff but Glenn's all Glenn. honey badger didn't give a shit. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. you said you're good, right? All right. You're good to go. scrabble over this poor footing, heavy ass shifting <laughs> rubble, right? That's also has just random walkers sticking out of it. Uh-huh. You said you were good. Thought you were cool, Tara. Um, I mean he's just he's a, he's applying it's as solely as like he's got the peer pressure of one. That's the only way she continues to follow him yeah no I, it's her conscience. I mean she feels guilty. she's about got it. a weird way of displaying it, like you know, I don't think I don't count loyalty as being just like whatever you say, man
0: yeah sure, yeah uh, so Eugene navigates Rosita to the tracks on the other end of the tunnel and they see something shocking that we don't get to see uh hence the lack of build up to the reuniting here in a minute,
1: yeah, and also um, uh we found something else uh Abraham is not a light sleeper.
0: No, he's not. Until you put a
1: seat back onto his back onto mm-hmm. his head, he's going to sleep through car you know, in a zombie apocalypse, no less. Car stopping—that's the thing. Heated arguments. I
0: wake up when a car slows down. Like yeah. if I'm on the freeway and I'm sleeping, well, and I'm not driving. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, once the car hits an exit ramp, this is
1: in this is the Midwest. You can actually go like thirty, forty <laughs> miles asleep before you hit a rumble strip and wake up. So,
0: but when you get off on
1: the exit ramp. I wake up. Yeah, like you slow or, to forty. I wake up. Or if you get to a section that's like you know kind of unusually rough, uh-huh. because I just I'm just that way. I would think that a guy like Abraham would be even more so in this
0: scenario. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, Bowman accuses. Uh, I'm calling him Bowman now, even though it's that was uh, Shumpert's last name. I think.
1: So, what do you think about? Wait, we we gotta we gotta focus on Eugene as the hero. After I saved the world, I still have to live with myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Very noble. Again, that is fucking (laughs) hilarious, especially the way he delivered it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm all in on Eugene. (laughs) Okay. Eugene's fucking awesome. He annoys the piss out of me, but, yeah, he's funny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm all behind Eugene at this point. All right, we go back to uh, Bowman and Daryl, and Bowman is accused of stealing his half of the rabbit. Joe finds it in his bag, but he knows the bowman is lying, and he uh,
1: has the guys kick the shit out of him. Funny enough that the guys didn't question him at all. No, they didn't. It's just like, I'm not even going to look in his bag, beat the shit out of him. Um, Several people noted uh, to us that Lim, who is the bowman, is Mm -hmm. the same guy that did not respect bandanas claimed rights on the bed. Yes, that's true. And there's, like, a embarrassed split-second scene, uh, you know, when Rick is, I think, running out of the house where you kind of see him get up from the bed. Yeah. So, the thought being that he's a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. And, at any rate, uh, lying is even worse than not respecting claimed rights. Like, that's the one yeah. rule that this group seems to hold sacred. Sure. But – did you question at any point why this group is letting Joe follow them? Like why is he uh, why he's letting him he's the oldest kind of beer guttiest one of them. Okay. But he's calling all the shots. Where they stop, yeah, who gets a rule enforcement, who gets a beating unto death, mm-hmm. all that stuff. What uh are we gonna see him just be a complete badass at some point? I don't know. I Because his whole redneck philosopher king Mm-hmm. I don't think would carry the day in this group, I really don't okay i could I could see your point there,
0: sure i mean in the end, every group is going to have a leader, like a leader will emerge in any group um but there's always a reason i don't know for what it. yeah, so I don't know what makes him the guy that they want to follow yeah or that they're at least
1: willing to that they're, follow. That they're yeah that they're either willing or scared or, or through fear and intimidation
0: I just don't think we've seen it yet and we might I hope we do because if
1: not yeah you're right that doesn't make it comes across sense. as kind of like kindly uh, almost like he's yeah. bending over backwards to give Daryl the most gentle introduction to his group possible it feels like he's just trying to
0: indoctrinate him and, and bring him into the group, and then Daryl will start to see the real side, the, the real colors of this group. Sure, sure. I mean, he doesn't want to scare Daryl off with talks of rape immediately. I mean, let's talk about that, because the uh, there are a whole bunch of people on Reddit who are talking like, these guys aren't so bad, I don't know why everybody thinks they're horrible people. No, Yo, know, they're well, terrible, yeah. for one, they're choking each other out over a bed. Right. That's fucked up. Right. For two, do you remember in that house, when they found Michonne's clothing... They immediately just started talking about raping her. Did they use the word claimed? <laughs> on her clothes? Yes. Like who claimed her blouse? I don't know. Right. It's probably uh, no, Joe. No,
1: I just want to know is like, did, they claim, did someone claim – I, I – I, I, it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. I was okay. wondering – because they used the word claimed on the bed. Yeah, they did. And if they were openly discussing, you know – raping Michonne, which they were, I, mm-hmm. I I wondered if they didn't use, like, well, I, cl- I claim that if it happened. And the thing oh, is... I don't know. I, so I read some of that back and forth, and someone's like, well, that was just a few people. But no one fucking debate, you know, no one is like, that's sick, that's out of line, man. Yeah. We don't fucking rape people in this group. Although
0: I'm, I'm fairly certain that there was some kind of noise uh, disruption in that house because nobody could hear anything mm. happening. So maybe... The people talking about rape were in one room. Joe was in another room. He just didn't
1: hear it. He was bouncing his tennis ball on the porch. Yeah, for all maybe.
0: But but my point is, these are terrible guys. No, they've oh, told yeah. us and they've shown us that these are horrible guys. Don't think that these guys are nice
1: Yeah, in any way. And I don't think Daryl thinks that at all. I, I don't think so either, no. In fact, he's thinking, like, I wonder if Rick had been here. He's just basically, I think, comparing these guys favorably, unfavorably to his crew at the prison Uh uh-huh the whole time yeah yeah definitely uh and
0: it's cool later on when they tell the story of uh you know rick in the house uh i really like how daryl doesn't understand that that's rick right because he didn't see that right but we do as an audience right and it was just really cool yeah but we'll get there anyway uh the villain from unbreakable tells glenn to go on without her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Glenn refuses, and they are then saved by Maggie and Abraham's group. I
1: thought for a split second he was going to leave her, and I was about yeah. to beat, sit up, and take notice and be like, Well, okay, this is actually, they're committing to Glenn just being fucking psychotic about getting back to Maggie. Yeah. And that would have been, again, I always take shit for this, but that would have been a very interesting choice.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, he's been making those choices throughout the
1: episode. So why not this, make one more? This is the point where he's like, I want to get back to Maggie so bad. I put us in this situation. I clearly don't have enough ammo to fight our way out. Oh well, I'm just going to la- I'm just going to alamo it up here and you know die with Maggie's name on my lips. That yeah, that's silly. It's but Glenn's got the biggest white hat on. I guess at this stage he sure. he literally is almost a saint.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean he he refuses to leave Tara at the prison. He refuses to leave Tara in the Walker Hellhole, But yeah, I don't like the the only reason they're
1: both not dead is because of Maggie's last minute intervention here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it comes
0: out of nowhere. That's the problem I had with it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's Deus ex Maggie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's the literal light at the end of the tunnel. And this (laughs) this time it's a, it's a minivan toting a bunch of (laughs) badasses with guns. Sure. And one idiot with, Right, gear. Yeah. <laughs> so Glenn
0: then lies to Maggie about how he met Terra, which I don't like. Uh, Eugene decides that they're going to go to Terminus instead of DC. I, you didn't seem to have much of a problem with Glenn's lying to to Maggie here about how he met Tara.
1: No, I totally think it that's the one thing in this fucking episode that I think is relatively in his character. And when I that's re so weird when okay. I rewatched it, I thought it also. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like it's not wasn't his tale to tell. Like, hey, this is Tara. She was attacking Woodbury. She was in the group that killed your father. Like, I and, and maybe that there like there was a significant look between him and Tara. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I'm gonna play this cool because I know that one. You know, when you're ready, you'll you'll do the right thing. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I wonder how it's going to shake out when Maggie finally finds out about it. Right. I mean, it does set up some interesting tension within the group. The same thing that was happening with Carol and
1: Tyrese, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, and I feel like when I was watching the the, Tara, I I thought Tara was a goner. I didn't see her making it out of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, If anything, I thought maybe she was going to pull Glenn's gun out of his holster and shoot herself. (laughs) So then that way, Glenn could keep the high road, but also you know, And then, then her arc would have kind of like you know that that was her that was her uh, job, the her
0: atonement. Yeah, her, she, and
1: she sacrificed yeah. herself. Kind of Otis-like, only it was a self-sacrifice rather than a... a Shane a, comes
0: out of the hole in the ceiling <laughs> of the tunnel.
1: Uh, that's right. Let me show you how it's done, Glenn. Um, but but I, I thought that would have been like, okay, well, maybe they're going to do that. I did not see her surviving, and I yeah. feel like she's going to make it in the next season.
0: I think she is. As uh, a main character. There's also talk of her and Sasha and Bob going to DC once they get to Terminus. Because mm. uh, that was... In this scene, that's Eugene's plan. Like, okay, we're clearly near Terminus. We should go there, supply up, and then head to D.C. It might help us out. And Sasha's like, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Tara says, I'm going to go with him. Bob's like, I'm going with wherever Sasha's going. Right. So, yeah, we she, she might exit next season early on. Yeah. Although, I don't know. It seems like the character of Abraham is too interesting from the little bits I've gotten about him to let him go yet.
1: Um, although so, his, sure. his idea of packing all eight people into a minivan and heading to DC is right up there with Glenn's decision to fucking go into a snarling tunnel as far as bad ideas in history. Why? What's wrong with eight people in a minivan for a thousand miles? I wouldn't want to be with six people, <laughs> grown ass adults in a minivan, let alone eight. Sure, Holy yeah.
0: shit. Stuff a couple in the, the.
1: Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, the whole thing smells like rotted soccer mom. Well, that was just Eugene. That was just Eugene. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Eugene just smells like boiled cabbage.
0: He might. I don't know. So then Maggie and Glenn catch up, um, and Maggie burns the picture with (laughs) while she promises (laughs) never to die,
1: like. She's like reading out of the overly attached girlfriend's manifesto. Uh-huh. You all need this picture before, because I'll never leave your side. Yeah, it's it's a it's creepy, and b it's something she can't possibly promise him. No, I thought it was. Look what w- happened at the prison. If I was Glenn, I'd have been like, ha ha ha, as I grabbed the snatch from her tamper <laughs> out. It's like uh-huh. it, it, tamped it out. Yeah, rubbed one out. Uh, I, I that begin bizarre behavior by Maggie. Like, despite our recent evidence, we're never going to be separated again. Never. Yeah, it's... You'll never need this as a memento. It seems I'll never like they were you.
0: just going for sentiment in this scene and, and just disregarded the realities of the situation they were just in.
1: Yeah, but this isn't... They shouldn't have. I'm not arguing that they that, that was the right decision. I find it silly and immature when people do this in our world where you can make reasonably certain guarantees of stuff like that. Yeah. People don't live up to them, but you can make those guarantees and probably nothing external like a disaster <laughs> or a kidnapping or a house fire or whatever is going to separate you. Yeah. But I just I just felt – I don't – if I was Glenn, I'd be very disquieted by that moment with her.
0: Sure. Makes sense. Uh, then Daryl wakes up, and he heads out with Joe's group, and he sees Bowman's discarded Plus, corpse. Do
1: you know how many supplies they could trade Maggie's photograph for? Oh, God. Uh... I mean, this is basically a prison economy, right? She's an attractive sure. girl. Yeah. They could get a couple of cartons of cigarettes, uh, you know, <laughs> cases of canned peas couple rounds of ammunition. Are you, are, are you feeling me on this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why in the zombie apocalypse <laughs> you would smoke.
0: For God's sake, don't smoke in the zombie apocalypse.
1: I would smoke in the zombie apocalypse. I would engage in every vice known to fucking man cause why not? Because you're going to be not, dead if you do that. I'm not. You're going to stay constantly drunk smoking a pack of cigarettes a day.
0: You're not going to be able to run from zombies.
1: <sighs> I don't need to run from zombies. A fast shamble, which I can manage
0: drunk, drunk
1: and, and smoking. And yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not living to 75 in this world. I'm not leaving a good-looking corpse. I'm probably going to die screaming. So, yes. Yes. You got it. I will put it in my body.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. That, that crocodile
1: uh, shit that they got in Russia, yeah, I'll yeah. shoot that up even. I don't give a shit.
0: Uh, so Daryl sees Bowman's discarded corpse with an arrow through arrow through his eye, and he almost covers him up with the sheet, but then decides against it, which I'm happy about. Yeah, because I, the guy that, didn't
1: deserve it. That would have really been. Yeah, I, I'm glad they played it just like that, where Daryl's like, "These guys are assholes." I kinda, nah, fuck this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he essentially tried to get Daryl killed. So
1: yeah, for no good reason. Yeah. In fact, him claiming the the rabbit was horseshit in the beginning. Yeah, just he, being an asshole. Yes. There can be only one bowman, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. Uh so Joe gives
0: Daryl a drink and they find a terminus sign. Uh Joe thinks that Sanctuary for All is a lie because he doesn't think people like him will be accepted in this place.
1: I think anyone can walk through those doors but uh, it I, seems like it even I joe if i was joe i would assume that anything that said sanctuary and community i would not be welcome in
0: yeah probably not
1: because i would try to take it over immediately are you speaking as
0: i'm speaking you as joe as joe no, okay i'm not okay. i'm not the
1: warlord type right.
0: uh, uh just just clarifying for the audience
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I i think that joe would be like oh this is a sweet place we're gonna start running it mary yeah yeah. Thank you. I'll, we'll take a plate and we'll take all your plates. <laughs> <laughs> all your plates. And we're probably going to
0: lock the front gates if that's all right with you. Yeah. Uh, so he also tells Daryl in the scene what happened with Rick in the house. And we kind of find out that's why they're headed to Terminus. Which, you know, they're stalking Rick, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then in the final scene, Glenn's group finds Terminus. And it's happy music time. A lot of sunflowers, a lot of plants, a lot of gardening. And... Happy happy Mary at the end of this. No locks on any of the gates. That's a bad sign. It can't be good there.
1: Cause if- Didn't you hear the music? Be not so nervous, be not so frail, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought they were singing about Tara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Heel and rest your glass ankles. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't get it. This place... Uh, boggles my mind mm-hmm. that it's not been overrun by zombies or assholes like Joe. Yeah. It seems like there's nothing stopping it. I mean, maybe we'll find out that there was like snipers in every fucking window. But yeah. this place looks like a less secure version of the prison. Mm-hmm. And we all know how that ended <laughs> out.
0: For sure. Um, So, Mary, at the end of this, let's talk a little bit about the paintings because there's a lot of talk about this online. The paintings that we're in the house that Michonne and Carl were in, kind of playing the game where they were finding things. Uh, Carl brings Michonne this painting that she unwraps, and it has a picture of a girl with her eye crossed out and her mouth crossed out, and this braid coming down the side, her left shoulder. Lizzie has the same haircut. Mary has the same haircut.
1: I don't think it's the same. I... I-
0: I, well, I know for a fact that Mary's is. I watched it today. It's
1: not the same. They it's do have the their same. hair worn on that side, but it's not the. I mean, it's not the exact same haircut. Is that the exact? If that picture okay. looks like a young woman, I agree. With a young woman's hairstyle. Mary is none of those things.
0: Sure. Well, okay. So there's also a woman in the house who has this braid coming down the side,
1: and it was also not and, like, Mary's. and was
0: petrified or dead or whatever. Right. Uh, it. It is exactly like Mary's, exactly like Mary's. It's framed exactly the same. It's hard to get a braid to come over the front of your shoulder, I would think, as opposed to the back of your shoulder. And to have it off to one side seems like a very strange thing to do for all of these characters
1: unless it means something. Uh, To me, I thought that was all pointing, you know, especially with the rabbits and whatnot. I thought it was pretty open and shut last week with the email that that was all foreshadowing for Lizzie's story, maybe as a greater fulfillment. Um, we're sounding almost scriptural here, maybe as a, a greater fulfillment in Mary, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, I'm not saying I have the answer to that. It wouldn't surprise me if things are off at terminus. Um, mm-hmm. because the situation is, 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 is weird. Yeah. It's very like it's very bizarre. hard for me to understand how these people are, are living in this particular area. With with what we've seen so far, their defenses, and again, it might be more formidable than we imagine. Yeah, because they do have that sign like lower your weapons. Maybe if they came in there with their weapons up, they would have been shot dead in that corridor of uh you know prairie home companion bric-a-brac shit. Yeah, but uh, and maybe that'll be like that. That this is like you know one of those things where it's like a gentle face, but there's a there's iron. Underneath, it's got a grip of mm. iron, velvet glove, iron grip. Okay. Uh, my favorite <laughs> sex toy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I who who knows? I I just yeah. don't think that the painting had anything to do with Mary. And I okay. that's my take. All right, and I think you're crazy. So all right, <laughs> that's my take. All right, will not be the first nor last time.
0: That is it for the recap, man. Uh, let's do some pimping and then get to the feedback.
1: We are part of Bald Move. Of course, you know about The Walking Dead. Did you know Game of Thrones is coming back? Mm-hmm. We're going to have some preseason coverage starting next week. And then the week after that, it's the premiere. Uh, so stay tuned for that. A week after that, Mad Men hits on its final season. It's quote-unquote final season. They split. Yeah. And they're doing two it's seasons. It's first with. half of its final season. And they'll have a del- totally different number scheme for the season after that. So whatever, AMC. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Uh, keep getting them checks. Yeah. Uh, Well, now
0: they want to get some awards for these people now that Breaking Bad is off the air. A couple
1: of years of awards. Agreed. It's just sad because I feel like, at this point, people take Mad Men for granted. Uh, A little bit, yeah. Um, because it doesn't move the needle. Like, you have to watch the whole season to have your hair blown back. It's not like each episode is like a thrill ride. It's almost like the last two episodes, like, holy fuck, I just puts everything into context. It's a very slow burn, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Two of the best shows on television, and we're going to be covering them. We're super excited. Um, if you'd like to support us, please do so. Uh, first and foremost, at our Subbable site at subable, subbable, S-U-B-B-A-B-L-E.com slash bald move. Um It's a way for you to subscribe either one time or monthly to uh, help us pay to produce this content. And you can also bank the money that you spend with us to save up progressively larger and cooler perks. If you haven't already, please check it out. We're actually going to get a proper like pitch video up mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks uh, to explain this a little bit better. Um, but if you have a, a Google account or an Amazon account, you're 95% of the way through signing up. And you can subscribe for free. So uh, please do check that out. You can also use our amazon.baldmove.com affiliate link, and that works real simple too. Anything you buy on Amazon after you use that link, we get a tiny cut of it, and it helps out immensely. Last but not least, we appreciate ratings and reviews on iTunes. It's the single biggest thing you can do to help us grow our our cast. So if nothing else, uh, please do that. Share us on social media. We appreciate everything you guys do to support us, and it's literally what makes uh, us cover the amount of cast that we do possible. And we are going to hopefully blow you guys away with the number of casts that we cover in 2014. Definitely. That's our goal. Yeah. Mind blowing coverage. I'm, I'm
0: super excited about
1: it. <laughs> um, that's it. Are we ready for feedback? I'm ready. Uh, Dawn K says, uh, just listen to your instant cast. and was thrilled to hear you mention my factoid about the lack of train tunnels in Georgia. I felt almost famous for a minute. (laughs) I did a little checking and there's actually only one working train tunnel in Georgia. It's in Northern Georgia on the Tennessee border, 200 miles from where the characters would be. According to the maps we've seen in Terminus, it's the approximate location of Macon, which is Don's hometown. Central Georgia is essentially flat. There'd be no reason for a tunnel. I've heard of artistic license, but I wish they'd make some efforts to be realistic. Um, most locals, if you have a series set in any kind of locale, that's like their big gripe. Because yeah. it's like, you know what, this is supposed to be, uh, like, for example, um, shit, Justified. It's set in... I was going to say, except for Justified,
0: they've done a lot of really cool things with the coal in the mountains. They have, but it's shot in L.A.
1: And a lot of people, sure. a lot of locals okay. say that. It's like, you're supposed to be on the highway between Lexington and... What is that bum fuck town that they're all Harlan? from? Harlan, Harlan is, thank Har- it's Harlan Harlan County. County. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be and, and that's not what that looks like. It's okay. you know that stuff like that, and you know that was uh, again that's that's a that's a big local gripe. Sure. Yeah. I don't think that the big problem with the tunnel sequence was that it's geographically not possible. There's plenty <laughs> of problems go around. That was just there problem. are. Yeah. But thanks for pointing that out to us. Um um, sent in an email and said, wanted to let me know for my nut addiction that today, March 25th, is National Pecan Day. Okay. Pecan Day. So I'm going to roll over to Jungle Gyms after we're done and celebrate by getting like a pound of pecans and eating them off. All right. Don't forget the pig's feet. <laughs> hog jowls, all the way. Pickled hog jowls. Uh, okay, the Brian, Brian Dubb says, love your comments about Eugene. I totally agree. I don't like him either, but... I hope they use his brain power in a Sherlock Holmes sort of, whoa. Brain, wait, you're giving him way more credit. What, what, let's stop so we can have some riotous laughter. <laughs> Eugene Sherlock Holmes intelligence. Anyway, to overcome the inevitable sandbagging they're going to get in Terminus. We already saw a little bit of his brain with the decision not to go to Washington first and evaluating Glenn's group as allies. It will take some effort of smart writing, so with this show, I'm a bit doubtful they can pull it off. Uh, you're right to be skeptical there, Ryan. Can I just say that I think
0: this season has been more smartly written than any other season of The Walking Dead? I think the, the same... way that they've tied it together, the structure of it alone, has made it more intricate and interesting than
1: any previous season. Okay. Uh, I think you're maybe pandering a little bit, but I think you're also sincere. So I'm not pandering, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm very sincere. Uh, my take is... It's very ambitious what they've been trying to do, Uh and they've been trying at least to get characterizations and flesh out these characters, which has been neglected for years. Oh, yeah. So if I had – but there's still just a ton of nonsense on the show too. That's totally true. The nonsense level has been just as high as it has been in years past. So – I don't I'm not willing to say that I think next year's going to be better because we don't have a new showrunner, we don't have yeah, yeah. there's no reason to think that you know it, un, unless they continue to sp- if, if they start spending money for better directors and writers, mm-hmm. more experienced people, that would and and maybe we'll see that in the lead up to next season.
0: Well, this last episode next week is supposed to be written by angela Kang and or Angela Chang. Kang? I don't know her last name. Well, it's
1: directed by Michelle McLaren, unless they and fucking Scott Gimple. change on... No, it's also directed by Michelle
0: McLaren, which was huge in making Breaking Bad awesome. Yeah, and Game uh,
1: of Thrones, and yeah. lots
0: of stuff she's done. So I'm, I'm super excited about what we're going to see next episode. I think that Scott Gimple has brought a lot to this season, as far as character development, like you were talking about, that we haven't seen in the past two seasons.
1: Yeah, and...
0: Just the way it's done has been honestly, handled much better.
1: Yeah, honestly, if if Lizzie and Mika's storyline, which which ended up having some glorious moments for Tyrese and Carol, yeah, those are probably my biggest gripes of the season. Sure. So I don't know, but they were huge, pretty huge gripes. <laughs> Yeah, episode two. No one would argue I that, continue, that was good. I continue to maintain that season two B through season three A is the finest eight episode or sixteen episode stretch of the Walking Dead yet, and I, nothing I've seen has changed my mind on that. Hmm. Okay, well,
0: I would have to go back and rewatch that stretch to compare it with season four because I think season four and also aside season from four, the governor plot, well, those
1: are three fucking episodes, buddy. Three episodes, sure, but out of a
0: sixteen episode run, and the Meek and Lizzie stuff we both hated. But that was only like two episodes. So out of sixteen episodes, five that we did not like, and then eleven that I thought were at least good and some excellent. It might be you.
1: You might be right. I think it's approaching. If they can really nail this season finale, and I I might have nostalgic goggles on for the end of season two because I think the finale, the like the last two episode stretch there, really made up for a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It did because there was some shit in in the <laughs> the first half of that season. But anyway, uh, oh, uh, this is my favorite email of the week, Amanda D. I am a registered structural engineer. I'm licensed in the state of Texas. I have nine years of design experience with concrete buildings, and I teach concrete design at the University of Houston. <laughs> I am literally an expert on concrete structures. There's 0% chance that Maggie shot down the roof of the train tunnel. (laughs) Zero. It's fucking goddamn impossible. And here's why. Reinforced concrete came into use in 1853. Google says railroads started around 1830. Odds are this tunnel would have steel rods called rebar continuously crisscrossed through the concrete for structural Mm -hmm. or fluctural capacity, (laughs) which I think is how Doc Brown traveled back in time. Uh, It is. He had the (laughs) fluctural capacitor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use rebar to prevent sudden failures. The material properties of rebar are such that sudden failure is literally impossible. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about the impact strength of bullets. So let's say for argument that Maggie had enough ammunition to break through to 3,000 PSI strength of concrete, which at a bare fucking minimum is 12 inches thick. I'll help you out there, Amanda. She would not be shooting through 12 inches of concrete. <laughs> Period. I've been to the gun range,
0: and they use less than that in the gun range to well, stop bullets. Well, they usually have a big fucking steel, steel plate ste- at the end of that's that, That's true. But, yeah.
1: um Anyway, if that's the case, that only a small section would fail or fall because a steel rebar would hold the rest up. Redundancy like that is always built into the system. Hmm. But let's say this is an unreinforced concrete tunnel. It's still 12 inches thick of concrete in an, an arch, and I would feel comfortable standing under it while Maggie shot at it. I believe 150 years of water damage is more likely to break the structure than bullets are, but you still wouldn't have a sudden collapse.
2: Hmm.
1: I understand that everyone's in in I understand everyone's suspension of belief is different, and when you're professional, it's like you and I, when we see people doing hacking or using computers of any kind in a television show, we're like, ha-ha, LOL. Hmm. Um, But I'm not an expert in concrete, and I was like, (laughs) there's no fucking way. I would be terrified to be in any tunnel if I knew that some random (laughs) jackass could empty a clip of small arms fire and and bring the whole house down. Yeah. And, like, if she had a grenade launcher, if she had a grenade – if she had some kind of high explosives, I I, I think Amanda's here saying that that still wouldn't work. Maybe so. But I would – that would at least, like, okay, that makes sense. But she says she didn't have enough ammunition to fight her way out of a couple dozen walkers. Mm -hmm. I don't think she had the firepower necessary to bring down a tunnel. Probably not. But oh well. Yeah. At least we got the cool scene of Glenn being a complete dumbass. (laughs)
0: So, uh, I will say when they show the shot of the roof, the, the ceiling of this tunnel, it does not look like there's rebar anywhere up there. <laughs> so, it's the unreinforced kind. It's 1830. This is or whatever, a 200 year old tunnel
1: from the Revolutionary War era. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is one of those very few built then. Yeah. Uh, it was just rare to go. And it must have had water damage. It must have. And and like the millions of trains that have rumbled through there. it, just, it was just a, a it ticking was ready time to go. bomb. It oh, was yeah. ready to be condemned. It was. And yeah. then the zombies came and they didn't have time to board it up. That's that's what must have <laughs> happened. Uh Matt B. wonders in this world, how does its classified end all question to Eugene about what he knows? Thank you. Did you get though that Glenn Glenn thinks this is a bunch of bullshit? I didn't pick that up, no. When he said when because when Glenn was like, Oh, I bet he's told you about him being the you know, and there was an implied and you believe him to that. Oh, there was? I thought okay. so. Yeah, you might be right. But Glenn had just spent fifty minutes being a fucking idiot, so <laughs> it's hard it was hard for me but, to take him serious at that point.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't buy that no one questions this. I mean maybe Abraham doesn't because he wants a mission to go on,
1: but Rosita but Glenn, Maggie, and Sasha, and, Bob. and Abraham have some kind of relationship. But yeah, Sasha, Bob, all those people. Like, I, I got the clear impression that Glenn didn't buy it.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, maybe if Glenn says that that if Glenn vouches for him, then Sasha and Bob and
1: Maggie go along. He's not. I don't think he is. I think he's doing the I, opposite of vouching. I think he's unvouching. I know that's what you think, but I didn't. He's pick giving that up. a
0: vouchectomy. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get that. I didn't get it.
1: Oh, our old pal Staffa. All right. Um, proprietary of out the out of continues podcast. If you're a gamer, you should check him out. Uh, says Michonne has been doing a lot of bonding with Rick and Carl. Michonne has been spending a lot of time with Rick. Do you think they're eventually going to get the two of them together? As of right now, it doesn't look like the two of them are bonding directly, but Rick was really happy seeing her bond with his son. That's enough for Don Draper. Sure. If Rick grimes was Don Draper, he would have proposed already. He needs to take her to a Hojo. Yeah. See I mean, what happens. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> all she had to do is not freak out when a, when a milkshake is spilled, and yep. he's ready to propose. Um, so, But Rick was really happy seeing her bond with the son, so maybe she's starting to become a mother figure for Carl, and that can open up a possibility for future relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm super comfortable with Michonne and Rick becoming an item. Sure. I also am super comfortable with them maintaining respectful comrade in arms relationship yeah i have no opinion on their relationship yeah i I think it's
0: it's too early to tell i do like the bonding between carl and michonne and i think rick likes it so maybe there is maybe they're nudging him in that direction but they're not forcing it let me take your temperature
1: on your shipping possibilities here rick and michonne
0: uh i'm 50 50 on them
1: okay uh let's say carol and daryl
0: Carol and Daryl when they get back together I Carol's going to push for it I think I think it's uh I think it's more more likely to happen than not I think it's going
1: to be interesting because assuming that Daryl gets back with uh Beth, Beth mm-hmm. and Daryl does have the hots for Beth because apparently he's uh vented his soul to these roughnecks that he has a woman that he's pining after because Lim knew all about that. Oh, shit. see, I thought he just guessed. No, I thought he was way. just intuiting he, the, the way he's couched that dialogue. I got the impression that Daryl had talked about that, which was kind of remarkable. Okay, maybe, you're maybe right. it's maybe just because like
0: I saw it. now you see me today and I
1: uh,
0: <laughs> thought he was doing a Woody Harrelson,
1: uh, but I think Carol has kind of been content to like you know, can tease him and see that, that Daryl's just not interested in anybody. But Mm. I think it's going to be weird for her if he actually is was interested in Beth. Oh yeah, and lots, especially lots of interesting.
0: Because Carol was kind of Beth's coach back in the prison a little bit too, right? Mm. Wasn't she helping out with her knife skills? Was Beth in on that?
1: I thought she was trying to teach her some of the. You know, she was another backup medical person. Okay, maybe that's like an old season, late season three memory. Maybe yeah. Um. But, okay, so we got that. Uh, Daryl and Beth. Uh,
0: before they get back to Carol, I think that's likely.
1: No, I'm saying, like, are you, like, for it? Like, a uh, out of one to ten. Oh,
0: uh, hmm.
1: I'm less for it than I would be with Carol. Bob and Sasha. I'm for it. Totally for that. Of course. Actually, Bob's, a, Bob's a good dude now. And I, I, I love his – I think they're both really compelling. And yeah, he's not
0: an alcoholic anymore.
1: And, and they are also – it was – they seem like an adult relationship. Like, you know, hey, this is too forward and too soon, but who knows when it'll happen again. And you <laughs> yeah. didn't accept it. Okay, fine. There is no, like, guilt or anything. It's like two adults negotiating a relationship. I loved it. Okay. But I think is there any I'm, any I'm missing. Uh, and carl maggie. and beth carl and beth no I'm sorry, glenn carl. and maggie no i'm totally against that i'm getting over it you're getting over it this early this season i thought that they mm. could not kill them i now after seeing their like six single-minded determination to get back together i'm kind of rooting against them oh boy does that make me okay. a bad person may
0: a little bit yeah okay
1: i'll take that <laughs> i probably am a bad person
0: yeah carl and beth
1: no, sorry, Carl. Okay. Daryl has thrown his his non-existent hat into the ring, and he's actually beating your fucking real hat that's in the ring. Yeah,
0: yeah. He trumped your hat with no hat. He, Yeah, <laughs> and you
1: can't win. When your hat gets trumped by no hat, <laughs> you're fucked.
0: Yeah. Poncho beats yeah.
1: hat s- six days out of the week and twice on Sunday. All right, let's move on. Allison from our own old hometown of Indianapolis said, one thing I wondered about was if the rabbit claimer, now referred to as RC, actually put the thumper's head half in Daryl's trash bag. Um, Food safety note, how long can you roll around with a severed uh, mm. rabbit carcass and it still be edible if it's in a trash bag? In, a few in hours, r- maybe? Yeah. I mean, it was for breakfast, and he's still toting this thing. Way later in the day, I'm assuming. Maybe
0: you just cook it extra well and maybe, and then chow down because it's the apocalypse.
1: Anyway, getting back to Allison, I'm thinking maybe, well, I mean, this is the guy who was debating whether he could cut away zombie bites from a f- fresh deer carcass. So his, hmm. his idea of food safety and our idea of food safety might be different. Uh, anyway, Allison says, I'm thinking maybe King Solomon of the Grey Hair did it and blamed RC because he knew the conflicts would continue between the two bowmen. Therefore, it would result in RC being beat down or beat out of the gang. Grey Hair seems like he wants to cultivate the relationship with Daryl because he knows he's the best asset they have and RC is expendable. Your thoughts?
0: It's interesting, and I recall this being a fairly early email that we got, Mm -hmm. uh, because now I know, after reading Reddit today, that that theory is rolling around. Mm. Um, I think people are talking about that. Kudos, Allison. Uh, So yeah, you may have been the first one to have that. Uh, I don't... (laughs) I want to say the writers are not that clever, um, because there's no evidence in there, necessarily. Like, everything they do spells out... Bowman put it in his bag. Joe saw it. I, I There's just no evidence to really support that, right? It's no, pure but, conjecture.
1: But Joe could bust this out at a later time to win an argument with Daryl or – Yeah, I wouldn't because... say
0: it's not true. I would just say there's nothing that compels me to think it is.
1: It's like, you know – it's like he's being – it feels to me like he's being groomed for second in command. Uh-huh. Because maybe Joe doesn't even like everybody, and maybe Joe is not the raping kind of, sure. you know, pillaging kind of guy. Well, like he's he's not above taking shit from people and killing folk and hurting folk when he needs to. Yeah. But some of these guys are a little too much, and he <laughs> senses that Daryl's got the kind of qualities that he would need to keep these other guys in line. Hmm. That
0: could be true. Do you feel me on that theory? Yeah. No, I, I think Joe realizes that Bowman is a terrible person.
1: He's an asshole on every level. He, He's an asshole complete asshole.
0: assholes. Uh, because, and I think if Joe did this, or or if Joe has any responsibility in any of this, it's probably to the degree that he thinks Bowman is an asshole and wants to get rid of him. Uh, I don't know that he put the, the rabbit in the bag, but... He's seen him lie before, right? He lied about the bed thing. Well, we don't. Have a seat, well, we don't know if he lied about sure the bed, shit, but if Bowman he didn't respect claimed in that instance, for if sure.
1: Bandana remembered Rick's face, he sure as shit will remember the fact that he didn't, you know, yeah. respect claim. Which I kind of wonder it. why Lim didn't catch a beating. He didn't look physically beat.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe he lied about it, and Joe said, "Well, is- sorry, we can't determine because you're saying one thing, he's saying another." Uh but then this would be a history of lying yeah. on Lim's part, right? Right. And now maybe Joe sees that and he decides, you know what? And Joe take was him keeping out. an
1: extra eye, just thinking, yeah. like, oh, I see the situation could be. And the other thing is, in that scene, he gave him an out. Yeah, he said exactly what you did, and if, if you Lim- didn't really lie or steal, and act like some pussy fucking cop, did you? Uh huh. Um, or that would have been had a line read if it was on HBO. But yeah, he gave him an out, and I, I do believe that Lim. Or Lim would still be amongst the living if he had to just come clean at that. You yeah. got me, Joe. He got his bass beat. Yeah, well he didn't steal. He wouldn't have lied if he had told the truth
0: there. That was the thing that, that really got him is that final lie.
1: That's true. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't against that wasn't against the rules. He yeah. specifically said that. Almost like you're cool if you just, you know, tell me the truth. Yeah. All right. Um Michael H. says, Daryl's adventure was the most interesting part of the show. I can imagine bands of men like that wandering the countryside, taking advantage of strength in numbers while avoiding the confines and authority of a place like Woodbury. Uh, That's a hellacious thought, that these are basically the thugs of Woodbury that thought Woodbury was too uptight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Joe's homespun philosophy and code of claim worked for me. Daryl will part ways with the first... Uh, with them the first time the gang decides to gang rape or murder someone could joe's gang be the ones behind the slaughter of the group that the governor saw back in the first half of the season daryl could set up his own gang of post-apocalyptic klingons wandering the countryside answerable to no one enforcing their own discipline but also eschewing the nastier behavior of joe's group or joe and G- daryl could be, uh, could be those
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, the problem i have with this whole system of claiming is exactly what Daryl does at the very end of this with the tomato or the strawberry, whatever he gets. Some dude can see something, be reaching for it. You say claimed it's yours. Well, he should have fucking that, claimed it. But what I'm saying is <laughs> that is going no, to yeah. that is going to inspire resentment throughout this group. It has to. There's no way it doesn't happen like that.
1: Yeah, it's not a meritocracy.
0: Not sure. at all. It's just the first guy to it think f- to say claim. I would be fucking grade school
1: yard rules.
0: It is, and and people are going to eventually get angry. This group is going to self destruct. Mm. I don't see any other outcome for this, honestly. Mm.
1: All right, uh, Graham H says after rewatching Kling. Oh, by the way, why we're still talking about Klingon? We did confirm that that was Denise Richards. Yeah. Or, no 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 not Denise Richards, not Denise Richards who's in Wild sorry, Things Jesus, Denise, and Starship Troopers. Denise Crosby. <laughs> yes. Which is also in Wild Things and Star Trek now. Um Pet Cemetery in Star Trek. Yeah. Um someone on Facebook posted God damn I can't remember the And
0: Deep Impact. What a fucking horrible movie. Huh.
1: Okay, I never seen it. Got to hate that movie. Okay. Um anyway, someone posted that Michael Dorn has signed on next season to replace her and become a wildly a wildly more popular character. <laughs> okay. Love it. That'd be awesome. And and just, Worf would be the perfect person for this because this basically is what he programmed the Holodeck to be for fun. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. on a daily basis, he did this as to blow off steam.
0: Yeah, give him a Batleth and oh, unleash yeah. him on a horde.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's the, a the, the, the horror show. <laughs> um, That's what this is. Supposedly. It's yeah. been light on horror of late. Uh, Graham H says, after rewatching Claim, I noticed a bandit who choked at Tony was, in fact, a bowman. We actually talked about this, so we'll just move on. Okay. Uh, V.D. says, it's killing my soul that a team so battle-tested experienced would just stroll in their entirety right up to and through the Willy Wonka-esque gates of Terminus. Neither Abraham with all his presumed combat experience, Eugene with his analytical strategic mind. Hold on a (laughs) second. Oh, God. Good one, (laughs) V.D. Or Sasha, who's been critical if not pragmatic up until this point. Thought to do any kind of recon just a few meters away to see if Terminus was truly a safe haven it professed to be. I don't think that this is hindsight nitpicking on my part, although I've been thoroughly accused of it. Uh, Preach it, brother. Because Sasha especially should have had her bullshit antenna all the way up at the start. Maggie and Glenn were dragged to Woodbury, kicking and screaming, so they never saw the glossy promising veneer on the outside. But Sasha knew, (laughs) and between the three of them could have seen the importance of a more cautious plan of approach. That is an entirely on-point criticism of this episode, and I have no response to it. Yeah, other Sasha than being did you tea. not hear the music saying to yeah. not be nervous, not be not be frail, frail,
0: not be fucking pale? I don't know.
1: Yeah. So I don't. I mean, he killed it on that one. I don't, I don't know. If you could say anything. Uh, say anything contrary to it. All right, Jim is not taking my offer to say something contrary. So moving I, yeah, on to James. I, I don't Dub. want to. During the episode on our first watch, obviously the writers are using the tennis ball guy to try to get in Daryl's head about. I love how we've got like eight emails and eight different nicknames to this. Uh huh. Yep. Um, to try to get in Daryl's head about joining his group permanently, and I even said to my husband, "Well, there might have that might have worked had Daryl not been through everything he has been so far, but not now." And I dismissed it. The line about an outdoor cat thinking he's an indoor cat was really good, but Mm Daryl had a family in Rick's group, and that's hard to give up. Um, yeah. Like, fucking Joe, we didn't mention that in the the recap proper, but fucking Joe thinking he can psychoanalyze our boy? Yeah,
0: that's a fool's errand.
1: Ah, Jesus. It's it's nothing sadder than an outdoor cat thinking he's an indoor (laughs) cat. Uh, why not both, man? Uh... But after seeing the whole episode and then rewatch, I might have to reconsider. You've talked in past shows about Daryl shutting down and withdrawing after Governor, and Beth was good to help stop that, but now she's gone and while I don't know if he'll stop looking for her. Tennis Ball had some other quieter moments that really did seem to be getting to Daryl, telling him Terminus wouldn't really accept guys like them and how in this group there are no illusions, they don't have to be friends, they just have to follow the rules. Daryl is a follower at heart, but more than that, Tennis Ball was spending quite a lot of time showing him the ropes. It's likely he's grooming Daryl for a 2nd command position. Hmm. Uh, I'm on this a people, wavelength yeah. there. A space Daryl is really happy uh, occupying. It's slightly ham-fisted, but still important scene where Daryl starts to cover up the dead guy who tried to frame him but then says, fuck it, and doesn't. Wasn't a show for the rest of the group or for Tennis Ball. That was all Daryl that he they wouldn't have known either way. Having a family in Rick's group was good, but also led to the heartache he's feeling over losing them, so maybe no attachments will be better. Um, Her email brings up a really solid point, other than the one she actually made. (laughs) Is Daryl just given up on Beth?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It felt like he kind of did when he hit that crossroads, the literal crossroads. Uh, Because he just falls to his knees, and next thing you know, this group finds him. Uh, and it looks like he's been, you know, just sitting there on his knees for a while. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to go.
1: I don't know what to do in his, if I was him in his place, but it does. Uh, I mean, maybe he's the counterpart to Glenn where he's just completely rational. It's like, I tracked this far. It's a fool's errand to run after car. And now I'm at a crossroads and I've got no tracks going either way. Yeah. So fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: it really feels like. He's not very concerned with finding Beth anymore,
1: or, or he, he would like to, but he doesn't know how to do that. Three mails to go. Andrea P. says, our heroes seem to have the worst luck with the number of zombies they run into. I remember the governor and Merle said the prison was in the red zone, and it seems like they were trapped in that zone the whole time after the farm. I don't know if it's the geography or the wind direction or what, but they were on the zombie highway. Survivors at Terminus have, seem to have much better luck. That's a good point. Um, the fact that there's pockets, hot pockets of zombies. <laughs> zombie hot, hot pockets? pockets? That would be oh, disgusting. Yuck. <laughs>
0: They're just full of brains.
1: <laughs> like sheep brains, goat oh, brains. Oh, see, you're saying hot pockets for zombies. I'm literally saying zombie hot pockets. They're hot full pockets of, made from oh, zombie parts. Why would you do that? <laughs> I just
0: why, why hot pockets in general, man? I don't know. I mean, zombies got to eat, and if you can manufacture a product— to keep the zombie oh. hunger at bay. There you go. You just throw them a couple of brainy yeah. brainy hot pockets. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we get some uh, zombie rolls up in here too. Little little bite sized pizza rolls.
1: Zombie fritters. Yeah. Brain fritters. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, Andrew's theory is implausible and solid. <laughs> it would explain why. Some areas really have to shit in in the stick as far mm-hmm. as zombies, and some areas seem to be completely lightly defended. Sure. Yet these are all within relatively easy walking distances of each other, too. So That's true. Walkers tend walk, to walk. walk. Walkers gotta walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and also the idea that with any amount of walkers in your zone, you would not seal the gates. Mm-hmm. That's That's the truly shocking part if this is not... Something extra. Although maybe don't they don't yet.
1: parade their juicy asses around in the yard like the fucking prison guys did. I don't know. Maybe. Ashley S. says, I don't know if you've already discussed this, but we'd assume that Eugene is on the autism spectrum. Maybe Asperger's. Asperger, Asperger's. I'm no expert by any means on autism or Asperger's, but I'm beginning to figure that it's an assumption that we're supposed to make or if the guy's just weird. I also can't tell if the writers want us to like him or hate him. <laughs> I don't think the writers give a fuck. They're just throwing him out there and... Whatever they're fully on, full on honey badger with Eugene. Do yeah. you think that he is being portrayed as an autistic person?
0: I don't know enough about autism or Aspergers to say.
1: Yeah, like th- that's because that's something that's. I don't know what I, I know. What it's a typical not, I know it's not a new thing, but I feel like that's something that uh-huh. people have actually been throwing around as a label in the like, the last fifteen years. Because I guarantee. I went to school with dudes that you would say were autistic or Aspergers but they were just thrown in the gin pop. Hmm, okay. And you know, they were just the the you know the kids that were off. Yeah. So it's like I don't know that putting a label on it changes the 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 fact that this guy has very little functioning social empathy. He's com- completely social socially braces. inept, yeah. yeah. Uh
0: but I don't I don't know at what
1: severity? Yeah.
0: Like, you would label it with a certain label? So like I if I, I we really had
1: don't know. The, if we had a, a book or a psychologist, and he'd be like, yep, he definitely has Asperger's, would that change how we feel about him? Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, because that would then make him seem like... I, I like, Less like, like he's a creepy not, asshole, he's not, and more like... He's not a garden-variety dipshit. Yeah. He actually... Kind of can't help this, which I think that's sure. true of most garden variety dipshits, or else they could stop <laughs> being dipshits.
0: Yes, uh, I think it would make him more sympathetic if we had some kind of official label to put on it.
1: As sure, shit didn't work for Sonya on the bridge. People straight up hated her, and they were like hmm. very forward with the fact that she is has uh, some kind of uh, autism spec uh, uh, is on the autism spectrum. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I think that is interesting that you would – even though it's the same character, you'd feel differently if if he is officially diagnosed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe so.
1: All right. I'm not sure why, but I would. That's cool. Uh, Mike W. says, with regards to the comments about Glenn lying to Maggie about being out of character or not out of character or whatever, I think the bottom line is Glenn wasn't lying for the sake of Maggie or what she would think about Tara. He was doing it for Tara. Kind of the theory I came around on. Tara's been so hung up and guilty about her association with one old one-eyed bride and she couldn't let go of herself (laughs) – couldn't let go of or forgive herself for that. Simply, I think Glenn is suggesting that he found her on the road as him giving Tara the nod to say, it's okay, you're a good person, and you can move on. That doesn't have to be your past anymore. Okay. Something else. I get it. Glenn might feel guilty. About taking Tara in? Yes, into a fool's errand where they most almost got themselves killed.
0: Oh, I thought you meant about saving Tara's life after the prison. <laughs> he might feel guilty about saving this person who the first time contributed she to she Herschel's went in for, a, death. The
1: first time she went in for a, a, a bonding fist bump, he's like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tone that shit way
0: down on that character, haven't they? They did. They really did. And I feel like that's an evolution of the character itself. I is feel like it? that's Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a strong because when we saw her fist bumping and like trying to pretend like she knew all about weapons, she was very naive. This world hadn't really gotten its its grip on her yet, right? And now that she's seen some some form of destruction and some horrific acts she's not as concerned with fist-bumping people or pretending like she knows everything.
1: I think is She's I, come down to earth a little bit. I have an alternate theory, which is, as the writers have actually made her an actual character, they don't need to put, give her a bunch of fucking tests. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. When are they going to do that with Eugene? <laughs> Good. I mean, like I said, it, it would not surprise me, assuming Eugene survives,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if he eventually became like a fan favorite. Because I already yeah. love the hell out of him. God, Even if never I hate che- it. <laughs> He's so annoying. Yes, he is. But it, it, the stuff that he brings out in other people are hilarious. Yeah. He's completely socially unacceptable in a way that Merle was. But he's got this innocent Forrest Gump-like the way about him that completely disarms people that should be like just pissing blood dealing with him.
0: Uh-huh. I don't know. I put myself in the situation with the characters, and I think, how would I react to this guy? And it would not be pleasant. I would not. I don't know that I'd be able to deal with him. I, I know, would you, part you'd ways. Be able to
1: deal with him. I, I would. He you would and I be ran gone. With the Orfmeister man.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. He was nothing like this guy. He wouldn't <laughs> say completely thing? inappropriate things. Yeah.
1: Oh, he wouldn't. <laughs> To our girlfriends? He said, are, are you he said fucking inappropriate remember-
0: things, but he would not say them like he knew everything. Like, well, that's, that's the true. thing is the cockiness the of this asshole. The condescension
1: and arrogance weren't there.
0: That's the problem I have with this guy.
1: Okay. Okay. I couldn't deal with that. All right. I- I'll buy on that. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's all we got. We got some, we got some spoiler right. shit to talk about, and then we'll be out. Sounds good. Um, So, we got the spoilers. This is our feedback section. I'm a professional podcaster, and I'm roughly transitioning into this new segment. That's really rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email for next week, you can do so at watchingdead at baldmove.com. Uh, you can follow us on our live threads on facebook.com slash baldmove and over at Twitter, Jim's uh, kernels of wisdom. Uh, They're kernels. It's only 140 characters. So Yeah. Jim Jones Gold uh, is over there at uh, Twitter at baldmove.com. At Bald Move, almost threw a dot com on it. Having a hard time transitioning here. That's it. <laughs> okay. Save me for Christ. <laughs> I right, I
0: will jump in here. Uh thank you everybody for listening. We're of course going to be back next week after the episode Before for the finale. Yeah. Season finale. The real season finale, not the half-season bullshit finale. That's right. Real season finale with an instant cast. And until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next week. <laughs>
1: Hey, we're back with the spoiler section. Tyler P. says, I'm not too bothered about Carl being denied these really cool moments from the comic. He's talking about my disappointment in how they basically – Carol stole his moment with the with, with uh, laying down the law in the juvenile justice department. Okay. I think something that tends to be forgotten is that before the prison fell in the comic, Carl didn't really do that much at all. Besides killing Shane, not a small thing. <laughs> Which is arguably – yeah. And the occasional conversation with Sophia, he was very much a side character with little to no panel time. It's because of the development of the TV Carl uh, that comic, car, comic Carl didn't have that I feel like he's already had his coming-of-age moment when he ultimately killed Laurie in Season 3, something Comic Carl did not do, and thus him killing Lizzie wasn't needed. Of course, one can make the argument that the whole element of him doing what the adults can't from the comic version is also lost, which is true, but I still think we'll see something like this in the future. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I certainly don't think this locks Carl into any pattern that he has to be in. But they are swinging back to kind of baby Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't argue with that for sure. Uh, every time you say comic Carl, I think you're going to say comic carnival. Yeah, which is like a local. Chain. It might be a regional chain here. No, it's yeah. just local. Okay,
1: they are shit for comic book stores in Cincinnati. Yeah, they're man. terrible. I was I. Had no idea how spoiled. I took my son to get like Mega Man <laughs> and Sonic was fucking horrified. Uh-huh. These are like fucking flop houses that have bare f- two by fours nailed together holding shit. I mean, it's terrible. Hmm. It's terrible. And the one that's not that's like in a decent in a decent place and has a decent client base are a bunch of pretentious assholes. Mm. It sucks. I miss hometown comics and comic carnival so bad. <sighs> Anyway.
0: Can I jump in here with something
1: real quick? Yeah, go for it. Because I got
0: a small spoiler for next week. Something that we know isn't going to happen because of something that Robert Kirkman said in an AMA. Uh, One of the questions asked was, how are you planning to bring Negan? I guess he's called Negan.
1: Yes, it's Negan. Yeah. Uh,
0: Clarified in the AMA as well. Uh, To bring Negan into the TV series, would you censor him or try something else? And Robert Kirkman's response was... We've got time to figure that out. Scott Gimple is a genius, and I think we'll be able to make it work. So well, that says mm, –
1: <laughs> Scott
0: Gimple is a genius. Hey, I, okay, All that's right, not right. the important part. The important part <laughs> is we've got time to figure that out, which means that Negan is not going to be in Terminus. No. And and we obviously – I think we kind of know that because Terminus is likely yeah, to be cannibals I... anyway. Right.
1: And uh, the hunters. Can... but
0: But that, I think, confirms it. Uh Tyler, I apologize
1: to for, for us bisecting your your comment <laughs> with our bullshit, but I'm gonna keep the, the train rolling.
0: Okay.
1: Uh people that think that Terminus is gonna be wrapped up next week are out of their mind. There's no way they built oh, this, no. that we're gonna be we're gonna be at Terminus for a long time, people. There's no way they built that set.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. And no one AMC the way we did that we're not gonna get at least a half season, probably a full season out of it. Now, yeah. that fills my very black heart with despair mm-hmm. because I literally don't know – that also blows a lot of the common theories about, well, it's going to be a trap or it's going to be part of the Hunter plot line. It's going to be – like I just – I can't see them all be trueing unless AMC finally said, you know what? We got the fucking amazing Spider-Man paying us to promote their shit – we got Hyundai filling <laughs> us trunkfuls. We'll Hyundai spend full some money. Of, uh, We can spend some money and build yeah. a couple sets per season for this show. It's getting just massive amounts of cash. Yeah, that would be if if, if Terminus does wrap up in like two or three episodes in next season. That is the one thing other than hiring better talent on the writing director <laughs> side that would give me a lot of hope that this shit's going to turn around. So I agree with that.
0: Uh, they might want to spend more money. That'd be a good thing. I also wonder, Terminus is a real place, and, and I saw on Reddit a comparison of the real Terminus with the Terminus set that they have, mm-hmm. and they're almost identical. I mean, the only thing that they've changed is it looks like they, they have made everything look a little bit newer, made everything look a little bit more overgrown, and put the Terminus signs in the window, obviously. Mm. I wonder if they're not using that actual area mm. to shoot. Because well, that would be very cheap and very AMC-like. Yep,
1: and effective.
0: And if they were only going to stay there for an episode or two, that would work out well, right? Sure. Like, the Google Maps of that place look exactly like the set right. that we see on, on the screen.
1: Um. Well, in that case, then I that would be very smart. And but I fact, don't know if
0: they rebuilt it or if they're using the actual location.
1: If it looks a lot like that, I don't know why they wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, and that would also like I would I would st- I don't mind them being on the road either. I don't think that's been the problem of the se- of the series. Oh no, huh. And that seems like a very cheap way to shoot too. You just pull a, a random section over the road and you got a couple of shitty cars and yep, find a tunnel. yeah some camp scene, <laughs> you know you got some campfire scenes that that seems a, a cheap way to shoot too.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, let's get back to Tyler's treatise on Carl here, shall nah, we? Nah, let's
0: not. I want to talk- no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: In the comic version, Carl is angry, but more than anything, he's just- it's just false bravado and that he's scared. Uh, mm-hmm. in the show version, he's angry, but there's also some really strong resentment. He's cussing. He's even being somewhat cruel with sh- what the Shane mentions. <laughs> the dialogue he has isn't the same. In the comic, he pretty much just blames him for everyone's death, and that's it. In the show, he does that, but he also explains what he thought his father was doing wrong. He explains that the governor was still out there and that he just stayed late, stayed back and played farmer and pretended everything would be okay. This dialogue and resentment is something I'd expect out of an older and more mature Carl. I thought those changes were well thought out and helped compensate for Carl's TV's older age. You're hmm. y- That's very good points. Yeah. And I have to come clean. The, some of my disappointment is that the stuff with older Carl, yes, it's more appropriate for older Carl, but... I think him being younger was more compelling, okay. Though the the way they did that was more compelling from a character standpoint. But Chandler Riggs grew up. I mean, they cast him <laughs> at an appropriate age. Yeah. And the ravages of a time affect us all. <laughs> ravages.
0: Yeah. I don't know that he's old enough to be suffering from
1: ravages. Of not kind, ravages, yet. but the for a character <laughs> who's supposed to be eight years old. Yeah. They're sure as shit ravaging. <laughs> sure. So, anyway. Um, Stephanie M says Terminus is, is in the uh, is the Hunter's plotline And I believe that they are the ones that took Beth In the comics Dale was taken because He was easy pickings To the fact that he only had one leg Beth injured her foot, ankle, and a bear trap And therefore needed help walking Therefore I think she is the replacement Dale The question is, does AMC have the balls to kill off Beth In that fashion as cannibals hmm. What do you two think?
0: I feel like it's not Beth I, I feel like Beth is is with Gabriel potentially there's so there's a shot from the preview for next week where, well, where on, Rick Michonne and Carl walk into a room that looks like some sort of ceremonial uh, procedure is going on. There are a lot of candles lit uh, in this was Beth, in this was, circle. Was Beth serenading her kidnappers? <laughs> Beth with was piano? playing piano, yeah, <laughs> singing Doodlebug. Uh, no, but it looks like a, uh, this. You can see uh, like a bust of Mary off to one side. It looks like a very ceremonial religious room. Okay, that would seem to jive with the Gabriel story. And line, it did right? have the
1: cross on the hearse or whatever it was. So some
0: people were speculating that when Beth was abducted, that she was not actually abducted, but she was accidentally hit by that car, and it was trying. Whoever took her was trying to save her. Okay, I think that might be might be how it played that's out. A, I don't that's know. That's a strong theory. Yeah, so that could be interesting with Gabriel because we know he's not an evil person, right?
1: Right. The comic book version isn't isn't anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ginny K says, I think because the prison – oh, wait. This is, this is a take about the house of Daryl and Beth were him. I think because the person at the mortuary has been around dead people his entire life and he respects the dead too much to eat them. Uh, this is another take about Terminus being the hunters. He oh, settles okay. on pig's feet. Then he brings terminus people, which isn't below his moral compass because he has to survive somehow, and at least he isn't eating them. He can then trade goods for however much payment per body. This would explain why they explain wow. why they have newly stocked food. Also, having some kind of medical cross in their car, if that's what it is, would help them lure hurt people. Maybe hurt people, make him feel less guilty. And Beth had injured her ankle. He could see, have seen her limping and snatched her up because he figured she wouldn't have made it on her own anyway. Maybe that's how he justifies it. Either way, I think he's trading people for food. Soliant Green style. He can live and continue to dress up dead people in his nice, clean home in peace. Too bad about his dog, though. Uh, That's dark as shit. Yeah.
0: Just the idea alone that you respect the dead more than the living. Like, I won't eat the dead because they're dead, but I will trade this little girl for food that's, that's fucked up.
1: It's fucked up, but it
0: sounds pretty interesting.
1: Sure. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, I mean, I watched through True Detective. It's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, man. People saying that I'm sick. <laughs> Fucking True Detective was a hit. Oh, yeah. Fuck all y'all, man. That was some dark shit there, oh, but yeah. it was compelling as hell. Uh, Stephanie S. says, I've been going crazy wondering who the guys are that Daryl is with, and it hit me this morning that they are the guys that try to rape Carl in the comics. Didn't occur to me until now since I just re- uh, assumed AMC wouldn't go there, but I'm thinking they may actually try to rape Michonne and or Carl. Fuck. Why not Rick, too? We're getting really dark in these emails. We, we definitely are. Are they really called the Marauders? Dark. Is that who the Marauders are? I don't know. That, okay. That's like another like one or two comic shot. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I heard the name.
1: Uh, they follow, or foreshadowed uh, uh, Michonne rape with the thought of her shirt soaking in the sink Yeah, made all the guys rapey. And Daryl's discussion with the creeper in the woods showed that this guy isn't interested in little ones. I think scenes for the next week with Rick are not at Terminus, but somewhere else where they get caught up with Joe's group. Maybe we'll even mm-hmm. see them. Sac- Daryl sacrifice himself to save Rick, Carl, and Michonne. <sighs> I don't know. Rape is a really heavy topic. Mm-hmm. And... I'm nervous about this show going there. Like, you don't may- think
0: the show can handle it? Like, well, just don't have the faith that they can write it. I guess definitely enough that,
1: like, so you know, it's just like it's just like I don't know. It's like killing babies, <laughs> killing some, Lizzie. <laughs> you know, raping people and killing babies are something that's so heavy, and also that so many. Um, you know many people have lost their uh, the, their young uh, you know lost children mm-hmm. unfortunately many people in this world have been sexually assaulted and it's a very uncomfortable topic for everyone to, to approach, approach upon so if you're going to do that you better have a fucking point that's beyond ooh we want to move the needle on ratings yeah yeah because else it's going to come across as ex- exploita- exploitative and just kind of gross sure. so I hope if they do go there, that number one, they really press them upon the point that the people doing this are scumbags, that the, uh, the the victim somehow is able to win, and mm-hmm. you know overcome and conquer this. I I don't know. Like I said, I I just I get when I see stuff like that, I get really kind of like, Hoo-h-h-h-h. you know,
0: yeah, it's a topic you need to. <laughs> You need to think about it before you approach it. Yeah, I mean, this is for shit sure. that
1: real people have gone through, and it's 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 something that you have to not tiptoe around. Because uh, I don't believe anything's off limit for arts, but it better fucking mm-hmm. be art. Yeah, if you're going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Because people are going to fucking come after you regardless. So you bet. You know, if you want me saying no, that was justified. It better be really well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robbie says, I got to thinking about how the hunters plot line from the comics could be miss or be represented as the terminus plot line of the TV show. And I came up with a theory, my theory, uh, my memory of the arc is from the comics of spotty, but in the comics, Dale, who had a wounded leg was preyed on by the hunters and a TV show. It's Tara who has a wounded leg. Granted, Dale had been bitten and Tara seems only to have sprained her leg. Uh, shit, that thing's shattered. And like, she's got, <laughs> she's got roughly half a million bones in her left foot now. <laughs> yep. Um still the similarities are leading me to believe that Terror will take Dale's place in the comics and fall prey to the hunters. Of course, that way the way it plays out would be very different if Terminus is indeed the home of the hunters. In the comics they capture Dale in the woods and take him back to their lair, and Rick's group has to track them down, and Terminus, everyone would already be in their lair. Yep. I mean, and that's the kind of you know, Walking Dead remix that Kirkman seems to like doing. Yeah. That I'm not so much a fan of, but maybe. Sure. And and Tara, again, I don't – I've always seen her as kind of like a half-season type character, so that would work in kind of well for that. But she's kind of growing on me too.
0: Yeah, especially after her saying, oh, yeah, after Terminus, I'll go along to DC with you. Well, you may not get that chance.
1: Uh, Edwin C. – ooh, Yeah. Uh, Edwin C. says, I've been saying it since we first started Terminus that this was not a sanctuary but a trap. I don't know if Terminus will house the hunters exactly, but it's definitely looking like they might at least be cannibals by the look of Mary's big-ass grill. (laughs) Is that a shot of Denise's mouth? What? (laughs) Or big-ass grill? Look at the chomp! I mean, she could just bite the ass off somebody. (laughs) Tear it right off. No, he's no. talking about her barbecue joint.
0: Yes. Well, she could barbecue other things. I was going to say, she like... She grill whatever she wants.
1: Yeah, I got a grill I could barbecue a person on, it, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that I do. Jesus. Let's not be judging people on their grills now, Edwin. Uh, <laughs> the place also resembled the sanctuary, the home of the saviors. Uh, very good point, but I still hmm. think it's too soon to introduce them, and, and the word of Kirkman says that that's not going to happen, so... For Negan, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to come around to Tara, and I couldn't help but love Eugene in this episode. His ranting to Terra reminded me of the part in the comics where he was ranting about a, uh, to a priest about his thoughts on Christianity and how I feel when I geek out in front of people who have no idea what I'm talking about. I think this next episode will see our groups reunite to escape this hell and continue on with Abraham and company to Washington, D.C. I think the show will continue with this on this road. Uh, on the road method to start next season, leading up to the group, finding the Alexander safe zone at the mid season finale. We still have a lot of story left before they reach uh, there, such as Abraham and Rick clashing for leadership of the group, a uh, quick pit stop to Rick's hometown to retrieve Morgan. Another pit stop, which shows Rick's fury when someone threatens Carl and the discovery of a herd of thousands. We know that they're hinting about that possibility. The least the latter one mm-hmm. the possibility that the Hunter's storyline, uh, or the possibility of the Hunter storyline of the current one turns out to be something different attempted suicide by Maggie, although this could be a different character in the show, uh, and director discovery of Eugene's real agenda. Um, yeah, man, the Hunter storyline is just such a perfect, like three episode arc that you could really do on a small screen budget. It boggles my mind. that Kirkman wouldn't be like, I just want to film that. Mm -hmm. Like, If we're going to fuck around with everything else, that is a made-for-TV event that's compelling as hell. And, again, I just don't understand why they wouldn't just shoot that. It's fucking storyboarded. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Anyway. Maybe they will. He goes on, major spoilers. Uh, In the comics, Rick and Abraham have a great relationship down the road, but when they first meet, it shows us just how scary it is to cross either of these two characters. They both go so far as to plot how they could kill each other and then even attempt to, in some cases, it isn't until they share a moment that they can relate about how they got fucked up during the zombie apocalypse that they become friends. Uh, Are you interested in seeing a Rick and Abraham showdown? Do you see that as being inevitable? Not yet, because I haven't
0: read the comics, um, and the show has not even introduced them to one another yet.
1: (laughs) I see this happening.
0: So, okay. Uh, Having read the comics, yeah, how does that go?
1: Well, I'm not saying just how Rick treated Tyrese and Tyrese is relatively meek, pacifist, almost um, mm-hmm. demeanor, at least when he's not enraged over the death, impending death of his sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, versus Abraham. I like the fight. I like. That's true. I like to tell people how it's going to be. I just think that is a, you know, that's a thunderstorm that's going to come to a head.
0: Yeah. No, you could be right.
1: So, Hmm. yeah. That's all we got for spoilers, man. Oh,
0: okay. Anything else we want to talk about, or is that it for the show? That's it for the show. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll see you on Sunday. See you Sunday night.